is John Nix, and you're listening to the One More Verse podcast. One More Verse is a resource designed to help people understand the Bible. The passage for today is Revelation chapter 3, verses 1 through 22. Reputations can be deceiving. What you see on the outside is not indicative of what's happening on the inside. As we begin our reading today, and we're hearing about the letter to the church at Sardis, we find out that Jesus knows their works. One of the things that I think we lie to ourselves about is that we think that we can live however we please, and we, as long as we have a reputation for being alive, as long as people can see the outside and it looks good, that we're okay. The problem is that the Bible teaches all the way through that Jesus knows what's on the inside. And he scolds this church at Sardis and he says, you have the reputation for being alive, but in actuality, you're dead. You're asleep, you're weak, and what remains is about to die. I've not found your works complete in the sight of my God. What a stinging rebuke. And he tells them, you need to remember what you received and heard. You need to hang on to the gospel. You need to repent, believe, and obey. He tells them that if they don't wake up, he's coming and it's going to be like a thief. You'll have no clue when I'm going to come, but I will come and I will be against you. He does mention that there is at least a small remnant who are still walking in faithfulness. And for the one who continues to be faithful, they will enjoy the righteousness of Christ and their name will be found in the book of life and they will be confessed before the father. He tells them, if you've got an ear to hear these things, then hear them. Now, when you read these letters in the first uh, couple of chapters of Revelation, it can be a little bit depressing. Pergamum and Thyatira are sick. Sardis is near death. Is there any church that's going to find a commendation? Is there any church that Jesus will speak well of? We finally move to the church at Philadelphia. He introduces himself as the Holy One, the True One, the one who has the key of David. When he opens the door, Jesus, nobody's going to shut it. And when he shuts the door, no one's going to open it. Once again, he tells this church, I know your works. Over and over and over, he tells these churches, I know your works. You cannot hide anything from me. And so I want you to know that I've put before you an open door and nobody's going to shut it. I know that it seems like you have little power. But I also know that you've kept my word. You've not denied my name. And so I want you to know that there's going to come a day when people will bow and they will learn that I love you. They will know that you belong to me. You have kept the word. You've patiently endured. And so I I want you to know that those things matter and they do not escape my sight. In the same way that it may be a rebuke because our works of evil don't escape Jesus' sight, in the same way works of faithfulness don't escape his sight. He tells them to hold fast to what they have, not to let anyone take the crown of life. Because for the one who conquers, Jesus is the reward and we will spend an eternity with him. And finally in chapter 3, we move to the church at Laodicea. Now, this is one of those places where if you have studied the book of Revelation or you have heard anything about the book of Revelation, this is one of those kind of familiar uh, phrases that happens all over the place. Laodicea was known for its prosperity. The city had banking, manufacturing, a medical school, uh, and this prosperity led to pride and arrogance. I think one of the things that we fail to see is that prosperity may be as great a threat to God's people as adversity is. In fact, if you study the scripture, it seems that under adversity, the church 
thrives, but under prosperity, she becomes complacent, lazy, and sickly. I think sometimes we fail to see this imminent threat. And for those of us who live in the West, particularly here in America, who enjoy such wealth, one of the things that happens or can happen to us is that we can begin to rely on the things that we have, on our abilities, and what we think we can purchase or do for ourselves. Sometimes we fail to see our need for Jesus. Once again, Jesus says, I I know your works. You're not cold. You're not hot. And I wish that you were one of the two because it just makes me sick. And I want to spit you out of my mouth because you think that you are rich and you're prosperous and you don't need anything and you miss the truth that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, naked. And I'm telling you, I have everything that you need and yet you keep looking for satisfaction and contentment and other things. You abandon the call of the gospel and you walk around as if you are rich when in actuality you are in shame. Uh, you can't see the truth. And he tells them that, listen, I want you to know that I love you because I reprove and I discipline those that I love. So he calls them to be zealous and to repent. Understand repentance is not just feeling sorry for some mistakes that you've made. Repentance is a change of mind based on the fact that you see that Jesus' glory and authority are greater in your life. He tells them that Jesus, Jesus tells them he's ready. He stands at the door and he knocks. For, for those who see and hear, those that open the door, Jesus rescues, Jesus saves. And to the one who conquers, imagine sitting with Jesus at his throne, uh, being there with him. Jesus, our reward and our portion. What an amazing thing. As we read these letters, we must be careful not to too quickly dismiss these things. Jesus knows our works, and no matter what our reputation may be, no matter what we may look like on the outside, even if we may be in a place of suffering or tribulation, nothing escapes Jesus' sight. He knows when we are faithful. He knows when we are faithless. We need to have ears to hear and eyes to see. So I bid you, as you read about these churches, let us not get to a place where we are so prosperous that we fail to see our need for Jesus. Let us not think that we have all that we'll ever need because we've got some stories and we go to church, but let us recognize that we need the gospel every single day. We need to repent and believe every single day. We need to trust that Jesus rescues sinners every single day. We need to rely on his life, his strength, his power, and not our own. May we be found faithful. May our works demonstrate the evidence of grace that is at work within us, that we love Jesus, and that we are committed to following him. Thanks for listening to the One More Verse podcast. For more information about Vertical Purpose or One More Verse, visit us online at johnnicks.org. You can connect with me on social media. Just use the handle, The John Nix. And don't forget to download the free Vertical Purpose app on the platform of your choice for all things One More Verse and some additional resources. Thanks again, and join me tomorrow for the One More Verse podcast.